what is up, everybody? It's Lola, your host, and the rest of Vols ATV crew, Rando, Alex, and Drew. Um, if you started watching or saw us last week, we had a first with our first future recruit coming on the show. And tonight we have another first because we have a current player on. Uh, yeah, so we have running back, freshman running back, Justin Williams Thomas, uh, his Twitter handle at AKA J Will. He is on tonight, so we're all super pumped about it. Justin, why don't you introduce yourself? I'm Justin Williams Thomas, running back out of Dallas, Georgia, early and early, true freshman, excited to be here and just ready to get to work. Very good. Um, I'm going to let Brando kick this off. We're going to do like a go around of a bunch of questions. And then if you guys are listening right now, we're, we're scanning the feed to see if you have any other questions to ask, we might see them and be able to ask them for you. So Brando, go ahead. Brandon, you're yeah, I, yeah, you're right. That's <laughs> right, so I, what I was saying, though, is I know Justin probably a lot better than some do. You know, Justin obviously mentioned him being out of Georgia. So I was going to say with you being out of Georgia, you know, having that that late blow of recruitment that you did and, you know, having that Tennessee battle and then finally getting on campus. What's been like the most favorite thing and how have you been adjusting to the, the speed of college life? You know, my favorite thing, honestly, is just really being around other running backs, just uh, just seeing how. Each one of us can like make each other better. Um, just into the speed of the game is just like you know you going from middle school to high school. Just you got to be there and get reps and just like keep getting better and adjusting to it. Like the game slows down once you get more reps and as you just keep going through it. And it's like I mean it's fast at first, but as you start to understand and learn the playbook, everything starts to slow down, like little by little. <clears throat> All right, Justin. So <laughs> I got a I got a little bit of a funny question for you. Uh -huh. Did you? Uh, did you see the picture that kind of circulated uh -huh. uh, of you on Twitter where your damn arms are so big? Yeah, <laughs> and, you, and you're just like cut. Okay, so uh, my question is, like, what have you? How much change have you seen from the high school weightlifting program that you were on to college, and how much have you noticed that? Uh, like, I guess, how much have you noticed like physical changes, and how has that translated to your performance, at least in practice so far? But uh, just go ahead and talk about that a little bit. Yeah, so the, the college weight room is a big difference. Um, just I'll start off with like just our nutrition stuff. Like we eat, I eat a lot more. I eat more healthy. Um, just putting better protein in my body that helped me put on weight faster. Like, I mean, like I came here in December and I was on, sitting at two hundred five. Now I'm two fifteen. So it just shows you how much you know the nutrition side and the working out like really does help your body. To, like, you know, and I feel like I can still put on a few more pounds. I'm trying to play around. Hopefully, two twenty five. Um, you yeah. know. And, and that's not um, that translated on the field as well. Just being able to just run through people and just blocking, like, you know, being, being more firm and getting stronger, just all in all, like helps your game. Cause you can block better. I can move better than I did before. And just being able to just, you know, run through somebody's face. And I love being able to do that. So. You true. Know. true. Um, one, one side little question to that. Do, uh, do you feel like you've lost any speed on that? Or do you feel like you still, you're moving just as fast? I think I've actually gotten faster, honestly. Hey, that's what we like to hear. That's what we like to hear. That's good news. Sir. Uh, Justin, I got a couple of questions that I'd ask you. So you played your last senior year of high school football in Shiloh in Gwinnett County, as as well as I know, because I went to school in Gwinnett County at Mill Creek. The type of level of football over there and the talent level is, like, is top notch. And 
Georgia has some of the best high school football talent in the country. Um, do you feel like that helped you, like, your transition at Tennessee as far as, like, the type of level and, like, you know, toughness and whatnot? Oh, definitely. You know, playing high school football at a high level definitely helped your game playing it at the next – or playing at SEC, playing at the highest level just because competition is just going to bring the best out of you. And then, you know, just playing against competition week in and week out, like, you don't have a game that you can just sit back and slouch. You always got to be in your A game and, that's how it is in the SEC because you can be beat any given week by any given team. So, honestly, I feel like just playing at the highest level in high school really helped me get ready to come to UT and, you know, be able to perform my best and be the best player I could be. Very good. I just wanted to say thanks again, Justin, for coming on. Um, my question, I want to know more about the energy inside of the locker room this year. Uh -huh. You also give us some insight on who the clear-cut leaders are on this squad. Okay, so the energy in the locker room this year is crazy. Like, you know, just being on everybody, everybody's excited to come in the building. Like, when we, like, you start for practice, I mean, everybody's excited to go out, run on the field, and just, like, it's a it's a brotherhood in the building. Like, everybody is encouraging everybody. There's no jealousy. Nobody is mad at somebody for them being ahead of them. Everybody's just trying to make each other better and, you know, Ultimately, you need that culture in the building if you want to go win a championship. And I feel like, you know, this this staff honestly just changed the culture in the building. And you can see just the positive effects, you know, in the building. And, then, you know, some clear-cut leaders in the building. I just start with Hendon. You know, he just leads the group, just making sure everybody's on time and just making sure everybody's okay. And then, you know, defensively, proud to say, either Jeremy, Amari um, Thomas, back to offense, Jabari Small, you know, those are probably, I'll say, it's the biggest leaders on the team that, you know, just bring the energy day in and day out, make sure everybody's okay. And, you know, that's what you need in the building if you want to have a good team. Absolutely. And as a fan, I absolutely love to hear that because I also think it's important for everyone to be close. Kind of, this is kind of intertwined with that question. So I guess I'll go ahead and ask it before I go on to, to Brando. Um, to me, like just as an outsider, Coach Heupel seems to be like a pretty solid combination of funny and down to earth, but also super intelligent. Could you kind of tell us more about his coaching style and just his personality in general? Yeah, Coach Heupel, he's going to coach you hard um, day in and day out, but he also has a good sense of humor. He knows how to relate back to his players. So even though he's hard on you, he's going to build that connection. You know, he always comes and checks on his players, makes sure everybody's doing okay. And just ultimately, he wants the best for us as a team, but also he just wants the best for his players as an individual. And I feel like that's a good thing. You know, it's not all about him. It's about the team and about how you're doing as a person. And I feel like that's a big deal, you know, just being able to relate back to your head coach and having a relationship with them. I feel like that's a pretty big thing. Absolutely. Uh, Brenda, you can go with your next question. Yeah, that's that's great to hear with Coach Hype because you'll see the practice videos come out and you have a, his little serious side and then – if you make a good play, he's right there to clap in your face and tell you good job so that, you know, that's pretty good to see. That's what you want to see in your head coach. But my next question was like, you know, when you came to Tennessee and your whole recruitment there and you, you talking to the guys before getting here and then you finally get on campus with those guys in your class, like how good has it been to be around the other freshmen? And who would you say in this class so far is probably your best friend or like the funniest on this group? Um, you know, being around this whole group has been great. Um, I think I made the best decision by coming in early and getting myself prepared. Um, as in terms of my best friends on the team, uh, probably to be like Caleb Webb or uh, Titus Roar, um, probably my two best friends on the team that came in as an early enrollee. 
Um, you know, I get along with them really, really well. We all hang out all the time, you know, check up on each other and stuff like that. So probably my two best friends on the team. So this question actually comes from the Twitter chat. Um, uh, this is from GoodyVol1325. <laughs> um, they ask, what are your chances on working on special teams as a return specialist? Or at least what is, what's kind of the uh, preliminary depth chart discussions y'all have been having? Um, as of me as a returner, I don't think I'll be playing return as of right now. Um, I'll be more uh, probably on kickoff team, that type of deal, or, you know, punt, not punt return, punt block, or maybe something under that nature. Um, I definitely can say you can probably look forward to, like, Squirrel getting back there, Caleb Webb, um, you know, people like that, Trayvon Flowers going back there to return and stuff like that. Cool. You got it, Drew? Yeah. Um, has, you know, Jabari Small and Jalen Wright, they've been playing. I, would, I mean, you could say they're veteran guys at this point playing in the SEC for a couple of years now. Have they showed you, like, any pointers or anything like that at practice on, like, oh, yeah. like improving and whatnot, and what are they exactly? Um, every day they pretty much, you know, they, they coach me up. Um, there's not a day that goes by that they don't, uh, you know, help me go over the offense when I make a mistake or – if I do something wrong, they help me correct it because, you know, they've been here in the offense before and it's brand new to me, so I'm still learning. Um, pretty much, it's like having two older two older brothers that look out for you no matter what, you know. And I, honestly, I appreciate that because, I mean, it, it just made this whole transition for me a lot smoother, a lot easier, you know. I'm glad I'm glad I know I can mess up and I have somebody to help me, like, correct it and make sure I'm doing it right. So um, just having them, honestly, is a blessing in the room. Yeah, that's, you know, got to be lit. And then you're in spring practice, so you can kind of you see the finish line coming into the season going in. You just see the season right in front of you. Is that kind of starting to build up, like, everything you expected it to be and, like, you're just kind of ready to get on the field and see what happens? And what are you trying to learn when you first uh, touch the field? Like, what do you expect to be your lesson learning your first season at Tennessee? Um, Pretty much, you know, honestly, yeah, time's been flying by. Like, already five spring practices in, and I feel like I just got here the other day. Um, you know, the biggest thing that that I want to make sure I do, like, my freshman year is I want to make sure, like, I protect the quarterback. Like, protection, that's big. Like, that's usually what incoming freshmen, they struggle with, like, their freshman year. You know, any, anybody can run the ball, but biggest things are can you catch the ball and can you block? And that's, like, the two biggest things I want to do my freshman year, just improve on that and just become an all-around complete back and then just go on from there. All right, and then to follow up with that, would you say that has to do with like learning the speed of the game? Like, how different has it been getting on the field from playing that you know Georgia high school ball and then going into SEC play? Even though it is spring practice, is it faster? You know, or is it kind of like yeah, thing you're just it's, it's definitely a lot faster. Um, you know, in high school, blocking tend to only have one responsibility, but in college, you have multiple responsibilities that you have to pick up on and different keys and triggers. You know, when reading the defense, it's not just oh you have this person and you locked on that person. You got to go through read progressions as a running back to make the correct block, you know, and you got to listen to all different types of tags and stuff like that. So it was just like you got to you got to just process things. And this offense, this offense is fast, so that makes it a little bit more challenging. But you know, you, all you got to do is you got to come in and study, and you know, just go through the playbook and just practice, get reps, and honestly, everything will just become easier as you get reps. For sure, for sure. Flo, you can go ahead. Yeah, you talked about it a little bit with us before you we went live, but could you give our listeners kind of an insight of what this is like for you as a student athlete at the University of Tennessee? Just kind of like a little bit about how hard your schedule is 
um, how much you're on the field, stuff like that. Yeah, pretty much. You know, uh, making that transition from high school to college can be challenging at first, just because you know you're used to having so much free time. You know, as a as a high school athlete, but when you come in, man, you got practice meetings. You got to come back. You got to put in extra work if you want to be if you want to be great. So it's just like just having meetings and stuff like that, practice, and then coming back and putting extra work and stuff like that. You don't have a lot of time for like free time. And then plus you have homework on top of that. Then you got to go to class and all types of stuff. And if you have like a lecture class, you got to go back for that. And so it's just, you don't really have a whole bunch of free time being a college athlete. You got to learn how to manage your time. I'll say that's the biggest thing, like coming in from high school to college, just learn how to manage my time. Absolutely. And that was always, this is like unrelated to you, but just in general, that's why I always, I feel like the NIL is such a good thing because it's basically impossible for you guys to have a job. So it's, I mean, it's great to be able to have something like that where you can actually try to make a living while also work, you know, working on the field and going to school. So right. I love it. Alex, you can go ahead. Um, well, following up to that, I like how you, you mentioned like your very scarce free time um, with that, with whatever amount that you get, uh, kind of tell us and tell whoever's listening what you do in your free time or whatever, like kind of ventures you have outside of being a football, <laughs> being a football player, being a student. Um, Cause we had Jack Luttrell on and he was kind of talking about how he uh, likes to make TikToks and he is kind of big on YouTube and stuff like that. Um, so if there's anything that you do, we'd love, uh, love to hear about it. Honestly, I don't think I really do in my free time now just cause we're in spring ball and stuff like that is I try to take care of my body. So just doing recovery, stuff like that. Um, or I'm trying to get like a 30 minute nap just to, that's another part of recovery, just getting, getting sleep and stuff like that. Cause at this level, you're going to get banged up, you're going to get bruised up. So I, I feel like the most important thing for me as a player is to make sure I'm taking care of my body and taking advantage of all opportunities I have to take care of my body. Cool. Yeah. I guess I'll follow up on that. I've seen you like on your story, you know, post up being in the hot tub or being in the, the therapy thing with the upgrades and the facilities happening. Like, is that like a clutch thing to have like in your right hand back or your back pocket to be like, hey, I can go and get therapy or I can go to the facility and just kick it, you know, have fun. Whereas oh, like, if you were somewhere else, like, you know, just being like in Stokely or somewhere else, like you can just go to the facility, kick it and do what you want to do. Right. No, no doubt. That's honestly amazing, you know, to be able to go get treatment whenever I need it, you know, because. As an athlete, taking care of your body is important. So just just being able to have that right in the back door and whenever I need it is awesome, honestly. Well, you can go. You got anything else? Okay. Um, I wanted to know if any, like, former players have came and spoken at practices or anything or reached out to you personally. Um, Not now. I think everybody, every single one of the older players are – they're coming back from the draft and preparing for the pro day, that, which was today. So mm -hmm. they're going to be on their own schedule. Um, I mean, Javante Payton, you know, me and him talked when he got back. He told me he expects big things for me, stuff like that. But that's pretty much the only player that I've heard from that's came back. But mm -hmm. other than that, um, I think a lot of players have just been busy, you know, going through this whole process of trying to get ready, you know, to play at the next level. So, Absolutely. And I guess my other thing was, what is your favorite part so far about being on campus? Honestly, my favorite part about being on campus is just how convenient it is to, to get the, the facility from Stokely. Like, it's like literally like a 30-second walk, maybe not even that. Just 
everything's convenient. It's all in like one area. So I feel like that just makes the whole process like and transition a lot easier because you don't have to be walking all over the place to find this, to find that, you know, so everything's in like this one condensed area. So it makes things a lot easier. Absolutely. UT is massive. So I can see oh, other yeah. convenience. Yeah. And I, I guess, you know, to close it out, you know, from, you know, seeing the facilities, seeing what everything you were promised as like a recruit and then coming here and like finally having it. And then, you know, the future of Tennessee and other kids coming in, like having to sell that and tell them like, Hey, it's everything that it is, or people wanting to come in, like, you know, having mutual friends. Uh, I guess if you want to close it out, you know, what are you expecting with Tennessee in your career in the next four years? And where do you think the school is going to be by the time, you know, ending up or leaving? Honestly, I don't see a reason why we shouldn't win a championship. I mean, under Coach Hypo and the players that we have in the building and, and like the energy that's there, like, I feel like this team, like, sky's the limit for this team, honestly. So I, I expect big things out of the team, like, this year and the next three years I'm here. So. Cool, cool. I love it. Yeah. I love to hear that. I, I did. I did have a one last buzzer beater. Um, one last buzzer beater question from the chat. Um, it kind of disappeared. I don't really know what happened, but the question was, um, we do have a a depth of traditions at Tennessee. Uh -huh. Which ones are you most excited to partake in? That's probably the ball walk. I'm really excited to be a part of the ball walk, just being able to walk and then see my parents, you know, like before the game, I feel like it's a big deal because it's something I always dreamed of as a kid. What do you think, what do you think is gonna, or how do you think you're gonna take in that first time you run through the tee? Oh man, I'm gonna love it. Just being in front of 100,000 people is nothing like it. You know what I'm saying? It's, you can't I mean, that's gotta, that's gotta like, I, I guess like it gives you like the, uh, the good anxiety. Where oh, it's, yeah. oh man, like, there, there's a hundred thousand people in here. They cheer, they cheering for us. Like they, they ready to watch us ball out. Like you got to get them butterflies. I know you got to. That, that's oh yeah, be, super no doubt, no doubt about it. Brand new Neyland Stadium, full upgrades. Mm. You know, new seats, facility getting upgraded too. I know they have the, uh, I guess you know they're get the practice field. They only have one field right now because they're working on that. But you know, looking like a really good upward trajectory for Tennessee, and you know everything. Hopefully this year can be a bang bang year. Yes, seeing sir. Justin Williams Thomas on the field. So, yes, sir. I guess we'll close it out there with Justin. You know, everyone, if you want to go follow him uh, in the previous tweet, we tagged him, or you can, you know, go follow him on Instagram at Justin, I think with a V, two T's. And, uh, you know, be on the lookout for more collabs with Justin. He's a, you know, third string running back, probably going to get see some immediate impact on the field. And really excited to have you on, man. I appreciate it, man. Thank you for having me. What's up? All right, man. Appreciate you. Bye. Thanks, Justin. Bye. Thank y'all so much. I appreciate y'all. Yeah. Good luck to you this year and the team. Thank you so much. Bye-bye. Yeah. Bye. I guess after that, if y'all want to dive into some more stuff or just go and recap that real quick. God. So I was sitting here and then our screens enlarged and it like zoomed in on me and I freaked out. Yeah. I'll fix it. Yeah, it just freaked me out. Hey, that was yeah. fun though. That was a yeah. lot of fun. Yeah. Two back-to-back -back episodes, man. Fired up, man. We're back. Oh, yeah. <laughs> We're yeah. back. I'm sold. I am sold. I guess my, my recap of that was his final closing line where I asked him, you know, what do you expect Tennessee in the next four years? And, you know, there being no reason that Tennessee shouldn't make it back to where it should be and the recruiting and the, the advantages it does have with NIL facilities, coaching staff. Like, Tennessee football, I feel like, has everything that we needed. And to say, like, three years ago, you know, where we were two, three years ago, it's just – Absolutely my boy. So 
Yeah. I'm just ecstatic. That got me fired up. I'm sitting here like, thank God I got my season tickets locked in. Like I'm so ready for football and it's literally not even April yet. Nope. Haven't even got a spring game. <laughs> Crazy. Oh my God. One of our listeners said already following him beast running back. <laughs> yeah. Absolute stud. I mean, it's crazy how Tennessee really did steal him late in the process because he was a late bloomer last year, turned four star, playing in one of the highest divisions in Georgia football. And, you know, it was an Auburn-Tennessee battle. So to see him be of all, hear him how locked in he is, you know, to have that kind of recruit under this staff already is pretty good. So, Yeah, it is. I'm pumped. Yeah. Alex, what did you think? You kind of disappeared. Sorry, I had to I had to turn the lamp on behind me so you could see me a little better. But no, I mean it's it's really just fun because most of the time we see these we see them as just players. Like they really are just people that wear numbers and play for our team. But it's it's always good to just break it down a little bit and like get to know the I guess like the the person side of it and get to see like what he likes to do for fun, what he does in his free time. Even mm-hmm. even if it is napping, once he was like, honestly, I was like, I already know where you're going with this. Because <laughs> yeah. if there's one thing you learn in college, it's like how to sleep in the most awkward positions in like the shortest amount of time possible. Like I remember I got really good at like seven minute naps in college. And I was like, all right, time to go. I got to go do something else. Um, and then you got football and weightlifting. Nah. Exactly, dude. Like, I mean, going to class, like honestly, your, your freshman year, going to class wears you out. And it's like, this is so mentally draining. Like, how am I going to keep up? And then I couldn't imagine – that and being a premier high-level D1 athlete and, like, all the expectations that are put on you, especially when you are, like, a four-star. Like, we we have so many people. We have those 100,000 people plus that are sitting there waiting on you to, like, all right, like, do something. <laughs> but yeah. you're like, bro, I'm tired. <laughs> but, uh, no, I mean, it is just cool to, like, to see uh, see the person side of it and see, like, what they like to do for fun and, and just make it more real because, that, I mean, th- these are people, too. Like, yeah, he's a, he's a phenomenal athlete playing for our school, but we always just got to keep in mind that like we care about that person more at the end of the day. So. Yeah, 100%. I mean, I, you know, just my personal experience, I was supposed to play soccer D2 and I went to preseason camp and everything. And I was like, there is no fucking way I'm doing (laughs) (laughs) No shot. There is not a shot. Like I'm never going to make the grades I want for the job I want. There was just no chance. So, and I had injuries and stuff too. So I was just like, forget that I'm done. So I can't imagine what these guys go through. It's crazy. The spring practice. I love this time of year, man. Spring practice. You got the visitors coming in. You got everyone coming in and, it's just great. I love the football time with baseball rolling around, having a number one baseball program too at the same time. It's great. Speaking of, y'all want to talk about that? <laughs> yeah, Let's care. segue into it, baby. Yeah. Nice rolling. How about that absolute sweep this past weekend against Ole Miss, the number one team? Vols taking their throne, putting a dagger into the Ole Miss baseball team, absolutely silencing the whole crowd. It's just absolutely beautiful. I guess gonna take it slightly next time. So, oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> one nitty. Like, why would you even say twelve to three? Like, that's like one of the dumbest things I ever heard. We just took them lightly. Yeah, like, yeah. You yeah. sound real smart, buddy. Yeah. Lost my fucking nine. <laughs> I can't what my favorite part of all of that was if it was Lane Kiffin being an embarrassing piece of shit and throwing the golf ball out or the tweet afterwards from the Vol Baseball account. I'm thinking it's the Vol Baseball account tweet. 
I do have to admit, though, I did love that he threw the golf ball just because just the troll in me, just I respect the hell out of it. Like, I, I the trolls. if the roles were reversed, we'd be all about it. Let's like, no, let's not deny it. Like, we'd be all about that type of trolling. So I respect I it's funny. I just think it's funnier that we like won in the oh. end. And we also trolled him with the mustard. So I just think one thing that bothers me, though, is it's like, it only favors, it's only fine to like bring it back up when it's Ole Miss bringing it up, right? Yeah. That's what bothers me. Like they can bring out the golf balls and all that shit and it's fine. But we just absolutely smoked him in a three game series and he'd be like, oh, well, but on football. But no, I mean, we absolutely smoked the number one team. And I mean, it's about time Tennessee baseball gets the respect because I think the preseason, we we're like 19th ranked or like 22nd in most polls. And we came out here, we swept the number one team that they said couldn't be beat at home. So it was going to be the, you know, open preseason, you know, national championship favorite and went out there and swept them in their freaking, you know, ballpark. So it's absolutely crazy. And I think it's a crazy stat, too, that I think Tennessee hasn't lost a road series since like 2019 in baseball. Dang. Like Tony Vitello is out here zooming. He well, uh, won for the first time in, in program history, right? Yeah, I think so. I believe so. Or I'm not really sure. I don't want to get quoted wrong on that, actually. But I think, uh, you know, I don't think Tennessee's ever been the number one baseball program before time now. And, like, to actually go out there and you beat number one to get number one, I think that's, like, the best way to do it. Because you started off slow against Texas, and then ever since then, they've just been, like, on fire. I don't think I've seen this team go into a game or a series where, they're like, they're not ready or, like, mentally ready to go and beat somebody. Like, crazy I, I think the the craziest thing to me was um first off let's i want to circle back to the kiffin stuff because like he like he's a troll and like the the point of being a troll is to get a rise out of somebody and he he knows that if he goes out and and throws a golf ball or like like tweet something about his players like magically fainting when they're on defense and stuff that he'll like he'll piss us off like so he does that for a reason and like he gets joy out of that, so I don't know why we buy into it all the time. But the funniest, the funniest thing about this weekend was, so we won, we won twelve to one with five home runs, eleven Ks, and a two fifty batting average. And so then, dudes, like, well, we didn't take him seriously. So then we came back the next game, <laughs> won ten to three, had seventeen hits, six doubles. Um, and a 425 batting average. <laughs> so not only not only did we come back that next game and hit the ball better, put up more hits, um, he still doubled down. That second game, it was like we still got to take him more. Uh, we got to take him more serious. Which I mean, I guess they did in theory by yeah, I guess. us only winning four to three. But even then, like. I, at that point, I would just be quiet. <laughs> I just would quit saying stuff to somebody who is clearly whooping my hind end. But nice. uh, yeah, it's it's always good when you see the Tennessee Vols and you see a big number one beside them. Um, another thing I wanted to point out right quick, and I, I promise I'll pass to Drew. Um, the fastest MLB pitch last year was one of three four, and multiple classmates of mine have shown me that Ben Choice uh, threw a 104.1 mile an hour fastball the other day. Oh my god! So yeah, ridiculous. I just want to, I just want to keep that in mind that the uh, pitching staff is throwing some heat, and per tonight they got Blade Tidwell back. He's officially back in the rotation, so that pitching staff just got a lot better. Oh yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, he's like throwing like casually like 102 now. Every game is it's insane. But that was the best start, guys, that Tennessee's had in conference play since 1966, right? First full history that we're number one on six different polls. We outscored the number one team in the country 25 to 7 last weekend, which is just nuts, right? And here's this is the one that's mind blowing to me, right? We haven't lost a road series since April of 2019, almost three years since we've yeah. lost series in baseball. Like, that is like, there's not even words to comprehend, like, how insane that that is. Like, it's just the job Tony Vitale yeah. is doing, guys. It's, just, it's words don't do justice on like how incredible the job he's like turned this program around. Yeah. I, mean, I agree. I was just, I don't know. I thought last year's team was really good, but this year's team blows them out of the water. Like I, in my opinion, I don't see, I don't see any way that they don't make it back to Omaha this year. Um, if they continue playing like this, um, especially the pitching. Uh, I mean, my God, it's just incredible. And that's and that's the crazy thing is that we've had our two best pitchers out for the first month and a half of the season. Like nice. with Tidwell coming back today and Holverson's going back in a couple of weeks from what it sounds like. I mean, as good as our starting rotation is, you gotta take one guy out, which is like I mean, I don't even know who you would replace. You might have to have Tidwell be a reliever, which is insane. Yeah. He was an all American last year. So it's insane. From what I've seen on Vegas, they have us the favorites now to win the College World Series, which is unbelievable. I mean, oh my God. not again. <laughs> I gotta put I gotta put my cut back on. Back up, back up. No, it's not. Put back. it in reverse. Nobody's beating us. Nobody's yeah, I don't, that's no, what right. I'm saying, man. Right. I think it's absolutely crazy that uh, this team, like we noted, they're hitting so well. And then the pitching kind of just suffocates you. Like you're down 11 nothing, and then you got Ben Joyce coming in at the bottom of the ninth, ready to go out there and throw 102 for three outs real quick, like giving you no chance to put runs on the board. And like our hitting is absolutely phenomenal. I think before the second game of the Ole Miss series, like we'd hit a home run in like every single game, and that just recently stopped in the second game. I hit we, we had like three tonight, so you know getting back on track. But I mean. You didn't get a home run. You still scored 11 in game two. So it's absolutely ridiculous what they're doing. And then to go out there, like, I don't see a team being able to beat us. We have a huge series this weekend coming up against Vanderbilt. I'll personally be there. So I'm kind of excited for that. But uh, I, I expect us to go out there, get the brooms out again. You know, I don't I have no worries. You know, I just think we're dominating. And there's a lot of there's a lot of implications of that. If they actually do sweep Vanderbilt, they would be the first team in SEC baseball history to sw like sweep their first three series in conference play. If that happens, oh my god, yeah, like it's like guys, like this team is like insane, <laughs> like, yeah, no, absolutely, it's, it's unbelievable. I mean, it really is, yeah. I guess with like the pitching, I don't, I don't mean to cut you off again, love, but I guess with like the pitching thing, I was just thinking about it. Uh, I guess like who would you go with that you have to cut? Like, if you want to put Tidwell back there as a full on starter, do you go and cut Drew Beam as a true freshman, like give him more time to learn? Because you've had all these guys like come up and sit on your roster for years and like Ben Joyce and everyone else and then you just release them and they start throwing gas and they're throwing 103 and being on mlb and i've never you know seen the light of day on a mound before so like do you just you know bench the freshman and let him learn like everyone else or what do you do i mean for me i you know 
you still need to give him some playing time to get more like back into there and like get adjusted as well. I personally would have Blade start out some of these like out of conference games in the middle of the week and then slowly adjust him into conference play and weekend to take Drew Beam's spot. But like again, man, I mean, like he's been unbelievable. I mean, he was lights out on Sunday. Yeah, like, facts. And so it's just it's an incredible problem to have. Like I, there's no other way to say it. Like I'm just it's it's awesome. <laughs> Yeah, I agree. I mean, I honestly don't know what I would do, but I can. I trust Tony Vitello to make the right decision on that. <laughs> I was just going to say earlier, when Brando cut me off, yeah. I'm probably going to walk straight onto some betting site after Drew just said that and put down like 25 bucks on that bet for Vols to win the World Series. Why not? Thank you, dude. Awesome. Right now. Oh, I, I think... I think it's really cool, um, kind of like going back into that that uh, fantastic problem to have. Drew is not only not only is like Blade coming back, but the really cool thing is that we don't have to rush them at all because our pitching staff is clearly holding it down right now. So we know that as Blade comes back and as Holverson comes back, like it's it's not rushed. They're going to be as close to one hundred percent as possible. Like it's not going to be like a Oh, 80 and then like figure your way out but like they're they're coming back fresh and healthy and like in the middle or later season so i mean that that's a that's another great aspect to it is that we get we get a big boost who's ready to go hit the ground running as soon as he gets back and it's it's no rush like he comes back on his own time so i think that's just another another good asset to that problem that we've having so i just want to throw that out there very yeah, good man. Like I said, it's my favorite time of the year. Like we've past two weeks interviewed a commit and a recruit. Then you got the number one baseball team, you know, basketball. They had good runs in their both respective categories. We'll forget the the endings, but you know, overall good runs. So I always quote on Tennessee Athletics every single week. But I'm gonna give another shout out again to Tennessee Athletics just because I feel like everything you look at, like besides maybe women's golf, like we're excelling in. So it's absolutely great to see and uh just you know, really happy. And I, I feel excited, you know, to even come on here every week. So it's feel good. Cornhole national champs. I didn't see. I didn't even fucking know that. But uh, yeah, yeah. Are you for real? It doesn't yeah. feel like ninety eight yeah. anymore. It feels like twenty two. Well, <laughs> national champs. Let's go! It's hilarious. That lines up so well. Hang the, hang the banner, Thompson Bowling. Cornhole national champs, twenty twenty one. I mean, how many bangers are we about to hang? I mean, we got tennis, soccer. I mean, fucking. Basketball, football. SEC We're back. Basketball. We're back. <laughs> finally got me my shirt. Uh, the quote today, I don't know if y'all saw, they got me like really, really fired up. Was uh, the QB coach, Coach ha uh, Hazel or Hazel? He was talking about Hinn and Hooker that like he's absolutely excelled in spring practice and like fundamentally as like a defense reader looks completely different as a player. And that kind of got me fired up because like, man, like if you get like a better Hooker, no, no pun intended, but if you get a better Hooker like on the field. <laughs> Like you're gonna go out there and like, I, there's teams that you know we kept it close with. You add depth, and you get that experience with. I just, I just see us being able to maybe get that edge on some teams. You know, maybe have a cool nine and three, ten and two season, in my opinion. Yeah, better hooker, better overall performance for sure. <laughs> <laughs> top, top to bottom, just just standout performance from hookers. <laughs> oh my god. Hey, I will say I gotta I gotta hop off here now, but um. Hey, I, I appreciated it. I, I really enjoyed the conversation with Justin. Um, keep talking about them balls, but yeah, I got to sign off, y'all. So I, I apologize, but it's been fun. Right. Go balls, baby. Finish that homework.
fucking <laughs> nerd, man. Imagine being in college and caring about your future. Fucking weird. I would never. Could, yeah, it could be me. Evolve for life. Evolve for life. Just yeah. all balls. Yeah. Oh, my God. Nah, man. Fucking. I hope that uh, Justin does see the field early because that kid, he seems like he's, like, locked in. Right, like mentally, physically, the picture of him circling, like you know, on the field and practice, like looking like an absolute beast. Like, I feel like that's kid, he has all the tools, and you learning from a guy like Jabari Spall and Jalen Wright. And then you got Coach Mack, who's a really, really experienced coach at that position. So, I just feel like that kid's in the right hands, and he has all the talent in the world. So, I'm just happy to see him there. He does seem really uh, in tune with what he's doing, like, totally bought in. Taking I mean, care of his body. There's no question about it. That's everything you would ask for as a coach and a player. I mean, he had me ready to put pads on. <laughs> I'm like, what the hell? Oh, God. I'm just telling you, like, there's just there's something different about this coaching staff compared to, like, the previous staffs that we've had in the last 10, 12 years. You know, like, it's it just seems like everyone else is, like, more bought in. I mean, it's like, I mean, like what you said, Lyle. I mean, I was ready to run through a damn brick wall after <laughs> he was giving his, like, pep talk at the end of it. I mean – but it's just – it's exciting times, guys. I mean, it's just – it's a really, really good time for Tennessee. And, you know, hopefully, you know, they can get over the hump, beat Florida, win some big-time games finally. I mean, like, get that monkey off the back and, like, literally just reach for the skies and stars, baby. Just reach for the stars. I would put money on it right now that we beat Florida at home this year. Oh, yeah. I already – I'm – yeah. Oh my get God. those tickets ordered. I can't imagine. I'd... I was there the last time we beat Florida at home when we came back from a 21-point deficit. It was the most insane game I've ever been at. Yeah, I, uh, I was at a bar in Prague, and I think I celebrated till 10.45 in the morning the next day. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, dude, it was unbelievable. It was the greatest night of my life, easily. No Followed doubt. by the fucking Juwan Hail Mary, man. I can't, uh, yes. I'm going to get emotional. Fuck hilarious story about that right there was this bar in Prague that it was a call it was like literally the college football bar like in the city where like all the American students and stuff like that went there to watch games thick right when uh when they when Jacob Eason threw that touchdown it was like seven seconds left there was like these losers from New York behind me like yeah fuck you that's what you get for being obnoxious all day go to hell fuck Tennessee right <laughs> Fucking Juwan catches that Hail Mary. I literally go up the table behind me. I was like flicking them off. I was like, you know, we're back. Feels like <laughs> all over again. My old man took like the chair, just threw it at the wall. I mean, it was <laughs> anarchy. It was a madhouse. <laughs> then we got our balls busted against Texas A&M that next weekend. God. Oh, man. The double oh, overtime that game. Oh, <laughs> sick. That just, that just oh. made my stomach drop. Fuck. Man. 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 But that was memories for sure. It's not 2016 anymore. It's 2022, and we're back. I know, but man, only the first five weeks of 2016 were nothing like I've experienced. Well, they were definitely. I mean, I wasn't even of age yet, but you know, I was hardcore killing it out there. It was so much fun. I made it to Florida game, saw that in person, and then, but when we lost to Texas A&M, God, that was awful. The bar I was at, literally everyone lost it when that happened. It was just out of control. That's not happening again, though. We don't have to worry about it. No, no. It's going to be crazy, though. That's right. New Neyland. Hopefully, I don't know how, but I'm pretty sure like it's going to be like 
a fucking arm and a leg to sit in the new seats in Neyland Stadium. Like the pricing with the donations is like too like it looks mad oh, expensive. I got it. I was thankful I somehow got a discount on my season tickets. I don't know how. Everyone else was like, Yeah, mine went up like two grand. I'm like, Yeah, mine went down thirty percent. So what the fuck? That ATV discount is crazy. Yeah, I know. It's hard being a part of this exclusive club, man. I'm telling you. That's like exclusive inspired. Right. <laughs> man. All right. I got some football nuggets if y'all are ready. Ready. Airway. All right. So the biggest one everyone knows, Mr. Brew McCoy, the former five-star recruit. He was on campus from, I think, Saturday until Tuesday. Like he left yesterday. So was on campus for three days. He dropped an interview today with uh, VolQuest and Demo where Austin Price. And pretty much like everything I got out of his interview was about how amazing the facilities are and the coaches and having the connections from V-List and guys like that. So, I mean, my, my opinion is pretty locked down. I think the Vols got their outside receiver. But, you know, they always say that he's not the guy to go public with it. So you kind of like never know when an official announcement is coming. But it doesn't really sound like he's going to be visiting any other schools. But I feel like that's kind of like a big stress off the staff because you got that outside guy after losing Velas and Javante. You got a guy like Brew McCoy who's not played in a year, but with that kind of size and physicality and football mind, like it's just almost impossible to replace. So that could be a big pickup. I wanted to get your guys' thoughts on that. Well, so I looked up a little bit about him. He's a transfer, right? Yeah, out of uh, Southern Cal. He would make an impact like immediately. Um, I mean, I don't see why he, just me speculating, I don't see why he would not come here with a senior quarterback in a, in a system like Heupel's. I mean, he would get all the touches he wanted, all everything that he could possibly want. It seems like a really good fit to me. Um Obviously, I'd be super stoked about it, but we never know until we know. I mean, I think it'd be a great gift for us. You know, the one thing that like Heupel proved even last year was that, you know, Javante Payton, when we signed him, he didn't really play at all at Mississippi State. I think he wound up getting like a couple touchdowns in his career, but he wound up easily our, you know, our second best wide receiver the entire season. I mean, if he can have someone like that where they didn't have, you know, I want to say the raw talent, you know, but like as much athletic gifted ability as Bruce McCoy does, that has to excite him, you know, because he could rack up some insane numbers. I mean, under this offense, I mean, Cedric Tillman's a perfect example of that. A guy that literally, I think, only had two catches in his first three years and then wound up having over a thousand yards and receiving last year. So, I mean, any wide receiver out there is going to want to play in that type of system because they're going to want to get the ball. So, I think it'd be a great get. Desperately need some depth and, you know, at the wideout position for sure. And I think that kind of like, you know, relieves Hyatt, Jalen Hyatt of like, you know, trying to be that guy as well. So I think it'd be great for this offense. And I mean, more weapons at wideout. You got to love it. Yeah, man. I feel like after everything uh, Bruce's been through like the last year, like legal wise, and then to hear him in the interview today, he like sounded like none of that was playing an impact on his mental game. He just seemed so locked in and ready to go back to school and get back on a practice field, which I think is really good. Cause you see like a lot of guys that have stories like that, that they just don't return to their true self, like, you know, mentally and, you know, it can never get back to being able to play on the field. But I feel like that'd be a great guy to have on the outside. You can't, you know, replace, you know, six, four, two twenty five, the size he has big body guy that could easily play linebacker or safety. If he wanted to on the other side of the ball, like this kid's just, a gifted athlete there's no uh no reason why he wasn't like you know he was a top five star 
top 10 athlete in the country. Like he was truly ranked as one of those players. Everyone wanted this kid. And if he's used right in space in this kind of office, I just see him being able to have those big plays. Cause like Cedric Tillman, he's not the fastest guy, but if he beats you on that off the line of scrimmage at one-on-one, like he's going to make plays in this offense. And I feel like that'd be the perfect thing for Brew. Like he's not the fastest guy, but he's a freak of an athlete, man. Just super excited about that and hope we can land him. But other than the wide receiver position, like I guess they've been kind of missing out on some guys that the edge rusher, they've went after two of those guys. They missed out on the UCLA kid, uh, Mitchell Lagood. He ended up committing to Miami. And then I think the other two they're after right now is Quincy Riley, the defensive back from MTSU. And the other one I think is Jordan Lee Brown from FSU. And then they're after an offensive lineman, uh, Tyler Steen from Vanderbilt. But it sounded like he's kind of leaning towards Alabama. And someone pointed out, yeah, Brew McCoy, he did play linebacker in high school. He was a he was a five-star athlete because he played both sides of the ball. But I think they just want him at the, the wide receiver. But you never say never with our need for linebackers, man. Like, we definitely need linebackers. And if they're going to miss on some of these guys, you know, like you miss on a good or you miss on a, a top linebacker, you know, that portal is going to run dry eventually. So I just hope they can, you know, get their additions. I think they will eventually. You still got spring practice rolling around. This is kind of like the perfect timeline. Everyone thought you weren't going to land a transfer until after spring ball anyway. So I think it'll start to pile on soon and we'll see some more names. Uh, one that popped up was the edge rusher from Maryland yesterday. I forgot his name. Uh, I think it's like, uh, it's like, I don't even know. I think it's, I forgot his name. I think it's like tank or something. Uh, he's with USC and Tennessee. I both reached out to him. So that's a name to probably watch with the US, uh, the Maryland edge that entered yesterday. And then I think they're still looking for a running back if it, it comes, but I know a lot of people said Eric Gray. That's not going to happen. But, you know, uh, just got to fill those spots, man, because we saw last year, like after we lost Tyon Evans, like you need that kind of third back because when that happened, you had to put Jabari out there as an RB1, Jalen Wright being a true freshman. I just hope we uh, get the right depth, you know, needed before going into next season. So, Yeah, absolutely. I mean, obviously we worked – really hard with what we had but we were lacking depth at basically every position so we can pretty much fill up whatever spots we need at this point um i don't know i'm just i'm really excited i just can't stop thinking about earlier and how excited i got and now i just i want football back already <laughs> oh yeah i think like twice and i'll go back and watch like the kentucky game or i'll go back and watch the south carolina missouri game and, you know, just seeing, like, how fast and excelling the offense was, like, it was absolutely ridiculous. When we played South Carolina in Neyland and seeing, like, I think back-to-back, three back-to-back drives, absolutely scoring, and the announcer, like, he just had to be, like, unbelievable because Velas just walked in for a third touchdown. Like, it's crazy. Like, if you don't stop the offense quick in the first quarter, you can literally be down 28 points. And, like, just seeing, you know, if you can get those guys, like, those skilled guys to come into your offense – and be an immediate impact. Like, there's no reason why we shouldn't go out here in year two and do more than we did last year. Like, and we made, you know, records, broke records last year offensively, which is absolutely ridiculous. So, well, this might be an unpopular take, but one of my favorite games to rewatch of last year was the Alabama game. Because, true, yeah. I, I mean, I was sitting outside and um, my parents had like a watch party on their deck. And I was like mentally like, all right, you know, I know what's going to happen. But something just felt different. And I swear to God, dude, that whole game, my energy level was through the roof. That's the first time I've watched this play Alabama in 
however many years that I actually thought we have a chance and like Saban's getting pissed on the sidelines and like we were winning at one point. And so that was like a super exciting game for me to watch because we made even a ton of mistakes in that game and still held them all the way through three quarters. And just imagine what we can do with more talent and another year under our belt and everything else. I mean, it's, I really think it's coming guys. Yeah. They just got to add more depth defense, man. Because, I mean, this offense is so quick, as you were mentioning, Brando. Like, you know, I mean, I think they averaged, what was it, less than two. They were, you know, we're yeah, getting 2.99 seconds. Yeah, uh, it was just, like, insane. Um, but, like, I think if they can get more depth on defense and really have, like, two or three rotations in each position, to, you know, to be able to consistently play. Because, I mean, they're going to – the defense is going to play 90, 95 plays a game. I mean, like, they are. Especially considering how quick you know this offense like runs, so yeah, can really focus on that. And from what I've you know from what I've heard, like Tennessee has a good chance with uh, five stars Davian Bramley, uh, yes, Edgerard, so very very high about that. But um, set me up perfect. Oh uh, yeah, but if they can add depth on that, I mean yeah, I mean I don't see why not. We can't you know overtake. I mean not overtake Georgia, but at least be the second best team in the East. Like I am. That's facts. You kind of just you just gave me a gift of glory. I was about to hop in. You know, everyone talks about the defense, man, and I was I'm just so happy because like it looks like we have some defensive help on the way. So as Drew mentioned, like that Shadavian Bradley guy, uh, I know you insider like two days ago at like eight in the morning, putting a crystal ball for Tennessee out of nowhere, and like he's only never visited before. He's talked with coaches before, and is really close with Jack and uh, Tennessee commit Nate Spillman apparently. And, you know, to see that, it kind of, like, blew my mind. Like, a, a edge rusher like that, when you already are expecting a guy like Caleb Herring to hop in the boat soon, and you just landed uh, James Pierce and Joshua Josephs last year at the two edge rushers. Like, I'm praying for these quarterbacks in the next few years because if you can land two edge rushers like that, top five edge rushers, like, it's absolutely ridiculous. Like, you give them to a coach like Rodney Garner and Mike Eckler who's going to, you know, make their motor go. And I just feel like the potential of any kid that comes in here, like, he has the potential of the world because – it's no secret what he does with NFL talent on that line. So, but also like defensively, uh, Nathan Robinson, he was on campus the other day. He was watching the spring practice. That's a kid from Greenbrier. Uh, he's turned into a four star. Uh, the staff likes him at defensive end now, but he can play a linebacker and D line too. They said he's gained like 20 pounds. He's up to like 290 uh, as a senior in high school, which is absolutely ridiculous as a defensive end. And this kid's playing linebacker too, like playing full three, four linebacker, like absolutely leading this team. Uh, his former teammate, Derek Taylor, he's on the team now as a walk-on from last year. So that kind of like set up the connection. And it was kind of like a Tennessee want to take him thing. And they definitely want to take him now because like this kid's absolutely grown into a freak. And he's just like in our backyard in the mid-state. And, you know, he's absolutely insane. So I expect him to hop in the boat soon. And then defensive backs, everyone talks about Warren Burrell and losing guys like Alante Taylor and what happened like in the Music City Bowl. Like the Vols have recently hopped their way into like three battles with three four-star defensive backs. You got Zach Myers, who's a, a four-star DB. He's a 2024 kid that reclassified to 2023, but he's going to be in this year's class, kind of like that Darko Perkins kid the last year. Mm -hmm. But like for 2024, he was a top 25 player in the country. So this kid's like a top like talent player. He reclassified a year with his grades out in North Carolina. It's going to be a year early. And like right now, he's a four-star top 250 talent. And that's like a year early. So like 
you're thinking of like a guy like you've seen it in basketball, Brandon Hunley Hatfield, and these guys reclassify. We're going to see a kid possibly come to Tennessee that's going to be coming a year early and, you know, getting that kind of advantage. Like you're still a young kid, like you're just going to be able to grow and excel. And I feel like that might be the trend now because like you got the seven on sevens and the, all the recruitment and NIL. Like if you have the grades, why not just go ahead and hop into college football field, get some NIL, get that training experience and do what you want to do. Cause you can redshirt, you can you know, take that extra year and just do what you want to do and make a living off it. So Vols are looking good with uh, Zach Myers. And then uh, the next one is Brandon Strozier. He's going to be officially visiting uh, soon, but he also is with uh, Bama and Clemson. But he visited for the practice the other day and, like, was absolutely blown away. So they said he could pop, like, any moment too. So, you know, getting the DB help, if you get, like, four-star DBs, three four-star DBs, then you got Jack, you got John Slaughter in Oxford. So I just feel like defensively, like you hear about the offensive recruits with Nico and Carnell and Casper and all that, but they're really making crazy, crazy work on the other side of the ball right now. So, Brando, I just want to say how thankful I am for you oh. and all this recruiting knowledge because I just, I don't follow it and it's just very impressive. And I, that's all I have to say. <laughs> oh, yeah. I had to close it out strong. My man Drew set me up beautifully. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Was a good assist. Was a good assist. Did y'all plan that or no? No, no, no plans. No. Plans. I was just looking at my notes. So yeah. <laughs> oh man. Well, is there anything else to discuss? Brando just killed it with that segment. I'm just like, my God, mine's blown. Um, I he he's even left me speechless. You know. Um, <laughs> I love our baseball team, man. I'll say that. Yeah. Huge, huge, huge series this weekend. Cannot emphasize enough how big of a series this is against Vanderbilt. So, if I, I hear that whistling, fuck, I'm going to scream. Man, you got to, you know, fight that dude that, like, blows that whistle. An 80-year-old Vanderbilt dude that, like, whistles at every play. Like, I need the Vols ATB fund to go fund me. Yeah. I'll throw in $10. I mean. Oh, we'll get we'll get that rolling if we have to. That should be lit. <laughs> I just think it's – I'm happy. I'm going to uh, quote DR on this one because I, I heard him on a, a space the other day. It's good to have a team that won't disappoint me in March. So, I feel I feel great. Man. I like it. March strong. He's not wrong. He's not wrong. But gosh. <laughs> now with a stray. Rick Barn catching strays closing the episode. That's all right. We'll be in the tournament next year. We'll, we'll, we'll make it through the first weekend and they'll be having that. <laughs> oh, gosh. I'm still, I still haven't recovered from that. Hey, I've, we still <laughs> won the SEC championship. Yes. Yeah, I've been I got it under here somewhere. For any champion shirt that has Tennessee on. So. Yeah. I'm freaking all for it. Oh, I wanted to, I don't know if a lot of people even know about this, but if anyone hears this, there's that Pat Summit 5K. Um, April, I believe it's 16th and we made shirts for it. They're just tie dye shirts, but basic, I mean, basic tie dye shirts, but we made some shirts. So if anyone wants to go scoop those up, we'll drop the link out. Plus for all the rest of our merch, that fire merch on the way. Dropping. <laughs> what? That's that new merch that they were dropping in the, in the chat. It looks pretty great. Like I was pretty excited about that. So I'll oh. definitely have to cop some of that when it does drop. Oh, yeah. I know, I know. Well, I've got to let my bank accounts recover a little bit because I'm going to the beach and I bought a bunch of shit. 
we actually won something. So, oh yeah, but, yeah, I'll definitely buy out some of our stuff. But I just want to drop that there. And then also, if anyone's listening, um, we'll be giving away our Spotify people will be able to participate in this too. But I think I have tickets for next week's game next Tuesday baseball. I've got like four more tickets to give away. So I think it's a six thirty start, which is pretty solid for people. So if you are listening to this later, be sure to be on the lookout for that giveaway um, on our Twitter at Vols underscore ATB. And we'll post that probably Saturday or something like that. Whenever I remember. Mm-hmm. Any other Smokey Stadium in a couple weeks? No. They're playing they're playing against Tennessee Tech at the Smoky Stadium and like the brand two, new one? Uh well not the one in Knoxville. They haven't built that yet. But oh, like Kodak. Yeah. yeah, I found out they uh they have an all you can eat buffet from like five thirty to seven for twenty bucks. Very exciting. <laughs> Would be in a long <laughs> for the baseball or the buffet? Well, I mean the buffet, of course. I mean the baseball's <laughs> nice as well, but like dude, twenty dollar buffet, you gotta love plus a little bit. Oh, can't beat that. Do you know yeah. what date that is, Drew? Is that the reschedule the uh the kids game earlier? Yes, yeah, the 12th. It's like at 6 30 as well. But yeah, I was able to get tickets behind home plate for like 20 bucks. It was a good oh, deal. Shit. Okay. Fair. That sounds like, I'm gonna try to go to that. I guess they're making it up from uh, earlier when we played them and it got rain delayed. They said they were gonna make it a whole new game again, but I don't think they were gonna play tech again, but I was going to say, if they were going to just resume from that rained out game and only play five innings, I'd be pissed. I mean, <laughs> not worth the fucking buffet. I mean, the buffet's worth it, but they'll still be disappointed. I mean, you just go for the buffet and watch the game. I mean, it's from 5 30 to 7 30. So, like, I'm not going to be there for two hours straight, of course, but, you know, just nice- an hour and 50 minutes. Yeah, I mean, you know, nice little hamburger, nice little, you know, maybe three or four Mayfield ice cream sandwiches. It'll be a good time. So sushi rolls, get a little wild, you know, you know, get a little reckless. But you got I mean, if you're not reckless in Lindsey Nelson, what are you doing? I mean, yeah, if you're not reckless in Kodak in two weeks, what are you doing? <laughs> I mean, shit, true. <laughs> okay. I have no words. <laughs> no words. On a Tuesday. On a Tuesday. You're gonna have people fucking raging drunk on a Tuesday against some golden eagles where they no one likes no golden eagles. I don't care if it's Tennessee Tech, we're the number one damn team in the country. I feel like everyone's a threat. Any game we play now, like I feel like I have to take serious. Oh yeah. I mean Tennessee Tech's good too. Like that'll actually be a really, really good matchup. So I'm just thinking about like after the Vols sweep Vandy this weekend, and then I roll into Lindsey Nielsen next weekend. I'm so pumped about it, getting all excited. Oh yeah, next week's episode is gonna be a banger. I'll be happy. Yeah. If we sweep them, I'm coming up next week. Hype. We might Missouri seventeen to zero next Saturday. By the way, I fucking believe it. They are so bad. They are so bad, but I can't wait for it. Well, fuck. We got left by Alex. Still more successful. <laughs> yeah. That's true. Lost Alex. Uh, no. All right. Well, I've got a pack. So. I'm off. I'm US World Cup qualifier right now. So I need to be oh, so what channel is that on? Uh, Fox Sports 1. So 
you have direct TV, you do 19. So, but all right, well, all right. I had an absolute blast. It was fun having Justin on. Baseballs are fucking sick. Good. That, that kid's going to be a fucking stud, man. Oh, yeah. We'll definitely have to have him back on for sure. So, oh, yeah. I know. I want to get, I, I love what we're doing. I think it's so fun. I don't know if any of our listeners do, but I freaking love it. That's all that matters. Oh, they got they, it they're fucking they're flying into the lives. I'll see in the numbers. They love it. Yeah, they love it. But I guess that's it. Um, we'll just see how the baseballs do. Everything is exciting right now. Nothing to complain about. So next week's episode will be great. And until then, good night. Go balls. Go balls. Go balls. Commit next week. That's gonna be crazy. Oh yeah. Oh my god. <laughs>